Hey, this is Julian Reyes. I am the founder of Purpose, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. Hope it builds your faith. Hope it encourages you. Hope it inspires you to discover and fulfill your God-given purpose. Enjoy the message. What is up, Purpose family? Listen, I am so, so happy to be here again. Look, I have a word for you guys, but first and foremost, okay, hope everyone is okay. All right. I hope that everybody is okay. Uh, your family, uh, your friends, and everybody that you know that they're safe, that they're secure. I definitely want to give a shout out to all our first responders, our healthcare workers, our, uh, you know, our government, uh, even look, the grocery store where, from people that work at HEB, people that work at Walmart, Listen, thank you for what you do. I'm telling you, all the essential workers, thank you. All the truckers that are putting in overtime. Shout out to my uh, my friend Smiley. He's uh, His family owns a trucking business. And listen, if you guys know somebody that is an essential worker, why don't you tag them on the comment section right now and let them know, listen, we're praying for you. We love you guys. We're, we're here for you guys. Now, listen, this is the first time ever, first time ever that I'm recording an episode for po- for Purpose Podcast and uh, doing a Facebook Live. Okay, so right there where you guys are, uh, you know, why don't you comment what city you guys are listening from? That way I know what city we're impacting, what city are listening right now. And so we really, really appreciate this is totally new to me. Okay, so you guys are listening uh, to a episode right now. And so thank you guys so much for tuning in. We truly appreciate it. Now, if you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, whatever the case may be, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I know the world right now, it's crazy. I get it. I know in the middle of chaos, there's worry. But listen, instead of panicking, we're going to pray. Instead of worrying, we're going to worship. We're going to trust God. And so we have Lamit, but we got Far. We got McAllen. Come on. We got Donna. Hello. So let me just read this real quick before I start the message. Carlos, Smiley, Aleda, Ariana. Hey, what's up, guys? Edinburgh. Hey, what's up, Gwyneth? Brenda. So I am recording an episode. And so this is the first time ever. It's crazy. Far, Texas. It's crazy. I'm super excited. And maybe I'll do this again next week. Uh, but I'm super excited to share this message with you guys. Super excited. So if you're ready and you're excited, give me a thumbs up right there where you are. Palm view. Bless your heart. Palm view. Listen, today I want to share with you guys a, a just a topic that the Lord really put in my heart. And uh, if you have your Bibles, if you don't, I want you to open up your Bible to the book of Philippians to the book of Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. We're going to read four scriptures. And I believe that these scriptures are going to bless your life. I truly believe that these scriptures are going to minister to your heart today. Okay, no matter what's going on, listen, what we think is it's very powerful. So look, before we get into it, let me, uh, let's go into the book of Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. It says like this, Rejoice in the Lord always, not sometimes, not when everything seems good, not when you got the promotion, not when they gave you a raise. 
No, rejoice in the Lord always, in the good times, in the bad times, and even in the sucky times. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice always. Now, look, let's stop there real quick in in verse 4. When Paul was saying, rejoice in the Lord always, you got to understand where he was right there. He wasn't at the Bahamas. He wasn't at, at a cruise line. He wasn't, you know, on vacation. He was in prison. So for him to say, rejoice in the Lord always, it tells me that rejoicement is not necessarily a feeling, but it's a decision. It's a decision that we make every single day that the Bible says that this is the day that the Lord has made. I shall rejoice and be glad in it. So no matter what happens today, this day is a gift from God. Yes, even the bad days, because sometimes the bad days will teach you some things that the good days will not. Amen. And so here he says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. That should receive a little praise right there. The Lord is near. He's not far. He's not distant. He's not forgotten about you. He has not overlooked you. He knows your troubles. He knows your worries. The Lord is near near why don't you comment right there on the comment section the lord is near verse six do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to god and the peace which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in christ jesus finally brothers and sisters whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, listen to this. The, uh, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. Think about these things. Today, you know, uh, as I was just thinking and, and uh, one of my good friend asked me a question. He asked me, what's on your mind? What's on your mind? Today, I want to talk to you guys about that subject. What's on your mind? And now we all have this friend. We really do. We, well, most of us, most of us have this friend. His name is uh, Facebook. We all have this friend. And the reason why I tell him friend is because many of people they share too much with this friend. They share too much of their dirt and their anger and their feelings with this friend Facebook. And let me tell you something about this friend named Facebook. Facebook doesn't know how to keep any secrets. Con- contrary to believe, what you post, everybody will see. Okay? Everything that you post, people will see. Listen, Facebook doesn't know how to keep Secrets, but that question, you know, when you're about to post a a thought or a scripture or whatever you're going to post, uh, it asks you, what's on your mind? What's on your mind? And, you know, when I was going to post some scripture the other day, I thought about that question. What's on your mind? What are you thinking? What is on your mind? In other words, 
What is taking center stage in your mind? What is taking control of your mind? The Bible, listen, uh, the Bible talks a lot about the mind. The Bible talks about so much things about thoughts because thoughts are very powerful. They really are. They're so powerful. You want to know how powerful they are? There's this quote by this, by this leader. He said, what luck do we have, do rulers have, with men who do not think? You want to know who said that? Hitler. Hitler understood that if, if these men were to believe and think that they can be stronger and rebel against us, they were right. There's even this quote that if you believe, if you think that you can or you think that you can't, you're right. Because it all starts in the mind. Listen, there is power in your thinking. There is so much power in your thinking. Okay? Why don't you comment right there? There's power in my thinking. There's power in my thinking. Listen, there's so much there's so much things that the enemy wants to attack you. Listen, before he attacks you physically or even in your mind, he will attack your mind. Before he even attacks your family or your finances or whatever, he'll attack your mind. And so I want to give you guys a couple things that I want to uh, share with you guys. So if you got a notebook, if you got something to write with, great. I want you to take notes, okay? Because the first thing that I want to talk to you guys about, about this idea, right? What's on your mind? What's 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 taking center stage in your thought process? What are you thinking about? Let me tell you the first thing. Thoughts are contagious. They really are. Thoughts are contagious. The Bible says that that iron sharpens iron. Okay. Have you ever been around people that are so negative? Give me a thumbs up if you've ever been around people that are so negative. And then even to some degree that you started thinking a bit negative about every situation. That it kind of influenced you without you even knowing or without you even wanting. Right? Listen, because thoughts are contagious. The Bible says in Colossians that to set our minds on things above and not on earthly things. Do not focus on earthly things. Set your mind on things of above and not on earthly things. Listen, where is your mind at? Listen, what you think about is so important because thoughts are contagious. You get around people that are so positive. You get around people that are so faithful. You get around people that are so fired up for God that their thinking is so contagious, that their thinking is so positive, that their thinking is so faith. You're going to start thinking that way. So really, who you're around will really determine what you think. Because the way you, the people think around you will, con- will be contagious to the way you think. You can fool yourself if you think, man, I'll be around negative people. I'll be around these certain people and they're not going to affect me. You will fool yourself to think that. Because there's power. Listen, thoughts are contagious. They really are. And listen, the Bible says that iron sharpens iron, right? Thought about this, that that iron and a sword, it's a tool. It was a tool. It was a weapon. And think about it like this. Who is sharpening you? 
Because just like a sword is meant to defend, a sword is also designed to kill. In other words, people who are either building you up or they're causing you to kill your purpose. In other words, let me let me put it like this. A hammer, okay? A hammer is used for two things. One, to build. Another thing, to break. How are you using your thoughts? Because listen, your thoughts are contagious, okay? Let me tell you the second thing. We become what we think. So you got to be very careful about how you think and what you think because we become what we think. In Proverbs 23, 7, it says like this. It says, as a man thinketh, so he is. And, and, and even in Romans 12, 2, and I want to read that one to you. It says like this. It says, do not conform to the patterns of this world. Now, look, again, because we're in this epi- uh, this pandemic, we're, we're in this thing right now. We can't blame the world for acting like the world. The world does not have a, have a peace that surpasses all understanding. We do. The Bible says in Romans 2, do not confirm to the patterns of the world. Listen, I know we're all in this pandemic. I get it. But if you start thinking like the world, you're going to start acting like them. We got to start thinking as children of God. Give me an amen. We got to start thinking as children of God that we're not fighting for victory. We're fighting from victory. Okay, that means that we know how this story ends. We know that we are in the winning team, that there is nothing that the devil can do to stop what God has already started, that there is nothing that the devil can throw at you that can destroy the purpose that has that God has planted inside of you way before you were born. We become what we think. If you think that you're a failure, then you're a failure. Think about it like this. Think about when you're going through an opposition, you're going through a lesson that you feel like maybe you lost or you went through a battle that you felt that you lost. Listen, I made a decision early on that I wasn't going to label myself as a failure. If things did not go as planned, I knew that I wasn't going to label myself as a failure. I was going to label myself as a student. I rather learn from these uh, mistakes and from different seasons than to believe that I failed. I didn't fail. I learned. And so we become what we think. And it says like this, do not conform to the ways of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God will is his good, pleasing and perfect will. Mm-hmm. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but transform your mind. I think that's the first step that we got to do, guys. We got to transform our mind. We got to stop believing the lies of the enemy. We got to stop believing the lies that sometimes we even think about ourselves. Because if we think that we're a loser, that we think that we're a failure, that we think that we that we that that we're not going to succeed, that blessings are for other people and not for us, that healing is for somebody else and not for me, then that's going to happen. We're going to believe the lie. And here's the third thing that I'll give you. Most battles, listen to me. Most battles 
are won or lost in your mind first. So we read in in the book of Philippians that whatever is pure, whatever is praiseworthy, to think about these things. But the Bible also says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every uh in every season or in every request, bring it unto God. Listen, there is power in your thinking. There is this, there's this thing that, that, that happens when you put your mind and your thoughts on Christ. And not only on Christ, but on his word. There's this power that comes over you that when you start thinking that there's more for me and there's more in me, God begins to move in your life. The Bible says, don't be anxious about anything. He doesn't say don't be anxious about some things. He doesn't say don't be anxious about about the things that you can control or can control, right? Here's the thing. If a problem is too big for you, it's the perfect size for God. I'm going to say that again. If a problem is too big for you, it is the perfect size for God. He says don't be anxious about anything. Because if you can handle it, handle it. If you can handle it, God is going to handle it. That should give us peace to not be anxious about anything, but in everything, in every situation, by prayer and petition. This is the important thing because we miss this with thanksgiving. We forget that when we pray to God or when we start uh, going through an opposition or going through something, we forget to thank God because he's good. Listen, sometimes we like to correlate our season with the character of God. Seasons change. God doesn't. Can I say that again? Seasons change. God doesn't. Let me let me give you some peace of mind. Can I? Let me do it. The coronavirus has an expiration date. Mm-hmm. Coronavirus has an expiration date. The promises of God doesn't. Can I say that again? Coronavirus has an expiration date. The presence of God doesn't. The promises of God doesn't. The plans of God doesn't. He says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and position, with thanks, giving, present your request to God and the peace of God. Give me a thumbs up if you need that peace right now. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe your family lost their job. Maybe somebody is sick or a family member is sick or you're afraid to go out. Listen, how many of you guys need that peace of mind right there where you are? Give me a thumbs up if you need that peace of mind. Yeah, we all need that peace of mind, especially right now. We need the peace of God. I see the thumbs going up. We need the peace of God, especially right now that transcends all understanding. Listen, the world is trying to make sense of it. But listen, we don't walk by sight. We don't walk by doubt. We walk by faith which transcends all understanding. In other sense, this peace that God gives us, it doesn't make sense. How can we still have peace in our heart when we lost our job? How can we still have peace in our hearts and in our minds if everything in this world is going down the drain? How can we have peace? And that is when we spend time with the Lord. That's when we are in in his presence. 
And not only that, the peace of God will not only transcend, uh, will transcend all understanding. He will not only give us peace that transcends all understanding, but it will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And I think that's important. That we guard our hearts and our minds. And then he says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. In other words, be intentional about what you're thinking. The Bible says that he did not, that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and sound mind, self-control. In other words, it is possible. Believe it or not, it is possible to control your thoughts and not let your thoughts control you. It is possible. It's possible to think intentionally and on purpose on positive things, on good things. Here's the thing. Don't believe everything you think. I mean, let me give you a little peace of mind. Don't believe everything you think. Sometimes you think you're not going to have enough. Don't believe it. Sometimes you think that you're not enough. Don't believe that. If God says that you are more of a con- you are more than a conqueror, if God said that he will never leave you nor forsake you, if God said that you're the head and not the tail, but your thoughts are telling you otherwise, can I tell you something? Don't always believe what you're thinking. Guard your hearts and your minds. Because listen, I've said this before and I'll say it again. If the enemy does not destroy you, he wants to distract you. Amen. If the enemy does not destroy you, he will distract you. Now, here's the thing. With this, I'll leave you. What if? Just a question. What if? What if the strategy of the enemy wasn't only to steal your peace, but to shift your perspective? What if the enemy didn't just, what if your lack of peace came from the root of perspective that was shifted? Perspective that when you saw everything, you said everything's going to be okay. And then your perspective shifted to, well, what if this happens? Or what if God doesn't heal me? Because the enemy doesn't steal your peace with weapons that we can see. But oftentimes he plants a seed in your mind for you to grow and for you to believe. Your your, your thoughts are so, so powerful. They really are. What you think. Listen, I'm going to say these things again. Your thoughts are so contagious. Be careful who you hang around with. Who Be careful who you listen to. Be careful the mindset of other people. And that's another thing. The Bible says that. That set your minds on the things above. How is your mindset? In other words, be mindful. But let me ask you this. What is your mind full of? Right? What is your mind full of? Because can, Let me tell you something. God cannot fill your mind with peace when it's full of worry. You got to empty yourself. 
You got to empty your worry. That's why he says, come to me, all those who are burdened and weary, and I will give you rest. In other words, you got to empty yourself out. Before I can fill you with my peace, before I can fill you with my presence, before God can fill you with his power, you got to empty yourself out with all this information that you've been feeding yourself. Turn off the phone. Turn it off. Turn off the news. Listen, okay, let me let me just put it like this. When there's too much worldly information, it can block out God's revelation. I'm going to say that again. When there's so much worldly information, it can block out God's revelation to our lives. God cannot feel somebody that is full of themselves. God cannot feel a, a, a mind full, uh, with his peace if it's full of worry and panic. Give it to God. Guard your mind. Guard your heart. Let God give you his peace that transcends all understanding. But on your side, be intentional with what you think. Let me give you something practical. Can I do that? Give me a thumbs up if you want something practical. There's some people that say that your walls talk to you. There's some people that say that your room talks to you. And I'm not saying that your your room is coming to life. No, I'm saying put things around your room that are going to speak to you. Put scripture, put positive quotes, put something on your phone that will remind you of the promises of God. Do that. See how see how it changes your mind for the next couple of days. Do that. So what's on your mind? Worry? Fear? Panic? What's on your mind? Let God fill your mind with his love, his peace. He really wants to. He really wants to show you a different side of who he is to your life in this season. They once told me like this, do not waste a good opposition. Don't waste this moment thinking about the things that you lack, but think think about the things that you do have. When you start thinking about things that you do have that the Lord has given, it really brings a, a heart full of gratitude. It really does. So I really tell you, Listen, I advise you, change the way you think. Change your perspective. Put things on your walls that will speak to you. And then let's see how the enemy is going to attack. Because the enemy can attack a a believer, a son of God, that his mind is full of his promises. Because something can come at you, but within you, it's intact. It is it is filled with God's purpose. It is filled with God's promises. It's filled with God's love and peace. So it doesn't really matter what goes on around you. It matters what's going on inside you. Can I pray with you? Let me pray with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your plans and your purpose. We thank you for your promises. Your promises are yes and amen. Lord, we believe that through this opposition, you really want to speak to us. And so, God, we shift our perspective of not enough to enough. Lord, we might not have everything that we want, but we have what we need. We have air in our lungs. In our lungs. We, have, we, have, we have your presence to guide us, Lord. And we ask you, Father, in this very moment, that you be with every listener that is 
that is hearing this episode. That you give them peace. That you give them strength. That you give them love, God. That peace that surpasses all understanding. That they will guard their hearts and their minds, Father. Lord, we cancel every assignment that the enemy tries to attack our mind. We believe, Lord, that that in this moment, we will think on purpose on all of the good things, all the pure things, all the praiseworthy things, all the excellent things that you have done, God. Thank you for your goodness because we know, Lord, that seasons may change, but your character, your promises, your, your presence never changes, Lord. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. Father, we honor you. We thank you. Lord, we, we, we pray for every single first responder. We pray for every single uh, health care worker, Lord, uh, grocery store worker, Lord, all the essentials, God, workers that are working right now, Lord, may you give them peace, God. May you guard their minds. May you give them strength, Father, to, to go through what they need to go through, Lord. As they go back home, Lord, that they, that they have this peace in their hearts, Lord, knowing, God, that you have protected them and that you are with them. Lord, we give you all the honor and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can keep reaching people all over the world. You can click the link in the description to support today. We truly appreciate your partnership. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe. You can share it with your friends by clicking the share button or take a screenshot and share it in your social stories and tag us at purpose.podcast. Thanks again for listening.